Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. to the wise men say preview show um there's no tom this week he's doing something in vienna he must have done uh, some sort of collect to build social life because he's not available this week um i am joined by michael loff instead hello mate well it's a good job there's not much to discuss tonight isn't it because well this is very true michael there isn't a lot to go go off this week but i'm sure we'll find something to talk about do you think yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got the audio from Chris, so like people that aren't very qualified to talk about that, my C grade and maths isn't going to come in much use on this podcast, I don't think, so at least Chris has got his little segment for us. Well, he's got his moment, hasn't he? And then uh, we will, to help us find something to talk about, we're also joined by Melissa Johnson. Hello. Hello. How's it going? I'm all right. How's things? Yeah. How's the crack? Well, how's things? Well... Things generally are fine. Things at the our beloved Sunderland Association Football Club not so fine, are they really? Mm. Um, just making our way through life, isn't it? <laughs> just stumbling our way through yet another shoddy League One campaign. Get ready for some enthusiasm, <laughs> troops. <laughs> well, there, there's not much of that, really. To be honest, there's obviously some. Uh, we've got we, we do have as, as Michael said uh, Chris Weatherspoon to do some maths talking and some you know the, some actual conversation but I just want to know make email us uh, how you really feel about uh, we called this on Wednesday so last night's uh, bombshell being stunned in yeah yeah I was, <laughs> was going to let Melissa go first but I think um, she was kind of doing the same thing um, no I think my kind of biggest thing is it's just more lies isn't it and this is a problem so you get people who are saying oh well like Dreyfus like, if he buys out like the the club and stuff like every comes out in the red and white army meeting and says the right things like but because he's kind of by association he's forever going to be tarred by those lies and we're seeing kind of stuff today about Mepfin saying that, like, and a sportsman for Stuart Donald saying that Madrox don't have much day-to-day involvement, which is just patently absolute bollocks. I might as well get the explicit out of the way nice and early because it's just absolute nonsense that, like, there's no day-to-day involvement. We've seen by events that's transpired recently, but there is very much day-to-day involvement from Madrox. I mean, the sight of Charlie Mepfin at away games and such like that. And I think Gareth made a very good point on the pod the other night, but it's not all about percentages and stuff like that, because even though it's important and the fact that Madrox still have a majority is a disgrace. But the main point is 
when we're saying Charlie McFinn turned up to away games, he's named in the director's box. You wonder about the level of influence he does has. So it's just, and as I say, it's another gut punch, really. It really is because, look, we've kind of banged the drum like Chris more than most, but we all have been quite consistent with our line that look like there's something going on behind the scenes that doesn't stack up and we don't think's right. But I don't take any great pleasure in being proven right. You know, I'd rather my football club was like <laughs> run competently than being able to come on and whinge about it. And I think that's my main takeaway. It's just, as I say, it's just another light to add, the, add to the collection. And it just sums mad rocks up. I mean, just before I kind of stopped my rambling, like I was um, last night, like as usual, as anyone will know me, I don't sleep a great deal. So I kind of put myself through watching like a little bit back of like Sunderland till I die too, just to kind of get a flavour of the kind of stuff they come out with. And what was interesting is, and we've discussed it before, is that at the time they were turning around and telling us that like kind of in the public domain at the time saying, oh, we've got enough to fund this club to the Premier League and we've paid 40 million for the club and we can fund the top of the Premier League when the reality on the documentary was scrabbling around saying, oh, this club's going to be the death of me. Like I'm going to have to kind of do, like I don't know if I'm going to be able to pay the page to man when we sign Will Grigg. It's all just disingenuous. And as I say, and, it's at the point it's a bit like the boy who cried wolf syndrome, even if it is like a truth that they do eventually tell or a half truth, no one's going to believe it because of the series of lies that they've told consistently. And as I say, I think it just encapsulates um, the shady kind of business that Madrox have conducted since they came into the club. Uh, yeah, Melissa, you want to uh, add your thoughts to mix? Uh, I completely <laughs> agree with every sentence. Um, it's not that I don't sleep, but I, I do like to do some self-inflicted pain to just kind of, I know it sounds, but I have thought about watching Sun Until I Die again from the last couple of days, just to see how much of a kind of more of an experiment that it, it probably looks like now. It's probably like an Adam Curtis documentary with Kirby Enthusiasm music whacked on the end of it. But similarly, just kind of what Mick was saying is I, the thing that sticks in is a little bit the most is the fact that they really thought we were daft enough not to realize that stuff was going on as if I know most people thought that this is exactly what was going on but it's the fact that they thought they could just try and hide it with people like Methven going every week it was as transparent as clots and it's just it's quite insulting um curious as to whether people are going to go on Saturday but no one Methven will rock up in like full furs or something and asking people to kiss his ring just to <laughs> so to speak just to rub <laughs> just to rub salt in the wound because the only thing I've seen from him in terms of that sort of attitude is he knows that he can and nothing will nothing will happen it's part of the whole stupid chapter or chapters that will go mad for a couple of hours until the next shit thing comes along and that's just what the world feels like at the minute. And the people at this club feel like they can just fib their way through life with just zero consequences. And we've just been another example and another vehicle for people like these men who don't like being told no, or don't like being told that they're wrong. Um, and it, it, it's it's all again on the, I just think it's an absolute disgrace. Um, and I just feel like the, they look down on us. They think we're daft enough to just go and forget about it and then we'll move along again. And like it, I said, they weren't very transparent at all. And it just is, it, it's that is what kind of kicks you in the arse the most. No, I, look, I couldn't, I, with what you've both said there, I, I couldn't agree more. I think, I, I genuinely think you'd struggle to find someone who would disagree. Well, hopefully that would be the case because 
I don't know, like, just stop. I just want people to stop lying, really. Like, just stop lying. You, you've, you've been here you, however many years it's been now, and you've said you'd sell up when the time was right. That time was years ago. Like, and you're still here, stinking the place out with your shit trousers. Just, like, it's infuriating, like it is, because it's just the whole thing's obviously not what it was built up to be, and it wasn't a takeover, so to speak. He's got, yeah, you've got the control and stake. Well, I know Chris is... Chris will explain this better, but you haven't. You're just lying. Like you've you've sent the season ticket pack out. Lying. You've sent everything. It's just infuriating. And I don't know. There's obviously a meeting going on this evening. I don't know what the outcome of that will be. I don't like. To, but I I don't know. I think you mentioned Melissa there. Like will Methan be there on on Saturday probably because like you say he can. There's nothing to stop him, is there? Um, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him there. Um, you know, it feels like a lot of them but, can feel like they can just do what they want, and they'll they've tried. Uh, this wasn't never going to come out, so there's an element of that about timing, and, and mm-hmm. I know Chris will probably explain that a lot better in terms of why it's probably waited this long. And I just think it is. It's just insulting. It's insulting. It's, it is like a proper like I like it. It just makes part of it. Just makes you like, what's the point? Like because. You're just getting the stuff and knocked out of you constantly with, like, with this football club. Like, it doesn't matter. I know so many people that are kind of, they're not tuning into anything to do with it. They're actively like muting words, deleting social media. God knows what it'll be because they just can't take the exhaustion and yeah. the agony of it anymore. And the, the basically of played on that they've played on people's emotions and I hate the word passion but they have played on that and mm. it feels like no one wants to engage anymore because this is just a part of life and it doesn't bring and hasn't brought for a long time any sort of joy you feel like you're just ha- having the piss taken out of you yeah, that's so true isn't it like, I mean it's great like... news for us is Sutherland content producers you know sorry man I just got across you there no it's fine all right it's the... I was just saying, like, it's such a good, like, that is, like, such a good point, like, the, the yeah. whole thing of going to the match and, and it, it is supposed to be, like, an escape from, you know, this, you know, normal island that we live on and it in, in everyday life and it's just not because it's just as shit as everything else is at the minute, I think what, what I always say during times like this, and to be fair, the attendances since we've been in League One have held up remarkably considering, like, yes. what we've been through. And that is worth pointing out. But one thing I've always said, like, look, all of us are kind of, we're all in like the kind of group chats together and stuff like that. And it's quite sad, really, in a way, but we do spend an inordinate amount of time talking about Sunderland, thinking about Sunderland, you know, writing articles. You know, we're, co- we're all coming in from work tonight, we're sitting and talking about a podcast, yeah. you know, it's talking, doing a podcast. Um, and there's a lot of people who do that. But we are very much kind of like in the minority. Like I'm not saying all like we're kind of better fans or anything like that, but we are kind of like quite obsessive in what we do because of the nature of what we are as kind of like amateur kind of like podcasters and contributors. So that's, um, but so what I think is if this is how we're feeling, so disengaged, so disinterested, so sick of it all, what's your average fan who doesn't really engage in all of it and who just, as I say, goes to to a few games a season and who isn't all wrapped up in it? What are they thinking by now? Because, Listen, if we don't get out of the league this season, which is looking more unlikely by the day, 
than a child who started secondary school when we got relegated will have gone through their entire secondary school existence of suddenly being a League One football club. Impressive. And then you lo- you're kind of you're at risk of losing that generational support. It's not like, it's not even so much like with the whole because people talk about oh we're losing the mags and that. I don't think in the it's city it's not even that. They'll just find something. It's not even that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there are and there are much more things to do. And as I say, it's not like only online that. online game, and they'll get into like Minecraft yeah. or whatever, and they'll yeah, exactly. It's not necessarily sport. It's yeah, I don't think there's a, a harm in in thinking <laughs> they're not going to go no, with the right. football club. Like, they just yeah. this is the this is 2022 now. It's 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 not what it was when we were younger. I guess. Uh, are you right? I'd I'd actively encourage any child to you know pick up a bike and go cycling instead of this because this is shit. Yeah. It's there not only go. the kids, though. It's if uh, it's not only the kids. If the dad who used to kind of be for that yeah, about Sunderland, who used to who used to go up the matches of his mates and that, if he now kind of doesn't have, if he's lost interest and he's not going to be inclined to take his son and to pester his son who's in the teenage years to keep going up the match, and it is a really like depressing state of affairs. But what I think I do, the point I do want to really hit home is I really hope it's puts to bed the myth that who owns your football club doesn't matter. And, pe- and people, fair enough, I understand. And I'm very much for this type of support as well. Look, I don't want to be bothered about who owns a football club. I want to turn up on a match day, have a few beers with my dad and my mates like after the game, like with you guys in the Harbour View, watch the match, enjoy myself, have a bit of a sing-song, go home, don't think about it. But we're forced to think about it because it has real consequences for the club. It's not a coincidence that we're about to enter our fifth season in League One. It's because of shoddy ownership. And that's why you should care about who owns your football club. Because if they didn't have the influence that they do, then we wouldn't be in this position. The prime example being the last month, and I think kind of a lot of the lads and like the last have said it in the group chat, we've all said the last month it's got mad rocks all over it. The manager, Sir mm-hmm. Sack and Alex Neil, with no clue as a replacement. Fair enough, they might have had Neil lined up and then the Roy Keane thing came in, but fair enough. Bit premature the Sack Alex Neil. Sack Alex Neil, no, Neil like, so, I think you meant Sack and Sack Lee, yes, for Sack and um, Lee Johnson. <laughs> But the point is, it's like kind of actually the whole Roy Keane discussion should have maybe taken a couple of days. Okay, Roy doesn't want to come, we move on, we get Alex Neil in because we had a big game against Doncaster and we've essentially now chucked three games down the Swanee because of really poor management. And as I say, it all stinks to Madrox. We've seen it before when we sacked Phil Parkinson, there wasn't a proper, sorry, when we sacked Phil Parkinson, there wasn't a proper contingency plan. When we sacked Jack Ross, there wasn't a proper contingency plan. And not only that, you look at the transfers. They've not, they've all, as I say, there's not kind of like proper planning. You can sit and blame like Speakman, and he does have a massive part in it. I completely agree. But for me, as much as I kind of, I would have absolutely like, I was kind of on board with Jermaine Defoe coming back. It's not supplemented by kind of like proper substance, is it? It's kind of Jermaine Defoe's coming as this kind of like sugar hit to get a big crowd against Doncaster, sell a few shirts, and hopefully bag a couple of goals for now at the end of the season. It's not sustainable. It's not proper planning. Again, with the Roy Keane thing, it's like, oh, well, great, Roy Keane's interested, so let's just pursue him for two weeks. It's all based on the, like what we've said before. It's kicking the can down the road. It's can we buy time? Can we kind of scrape a promotion this season? And that's why it's so important who does run your football club and who owns your football club. Because, as I say, if Louis, fair enough, I don't know what Louis Dreyfus would be like if he had the sole kind of decision, the sole influence over everything. But if we did have like a proper owner who could kind of like make the club like not just sustainable, because I don't think you can sustain this league, but make proper informed decisions on the football pitch and off the football pitch, then you don't end up in this mess. And as I, and I okay, bang on about it, but it's so important 
who done, does run your club. And this is why that arguing cannot be allowed to continue any further. Madrox need to go like immediately, immediately. Well, this, no, this is it. And you, you point you make there, like people saying it doesn't matter who, who owns your football club. Well, tell Birmingham fans it doesn't matter who owns your football club. Tell Blackpool fans it doesn't matter who owns your football. Tell Reading fans. Tell. It does, like it. It doesn't. Yeah, it might mm. seem like I was so it, sick of having that conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like we've talked about it. It's so like, yeah, like, and there's a the whole. Oh well, no one cares when we're top of the league. No, like, top of the league, being top of the league. Yeah, that's great, but people still care because it's still rumbling on in the background and it's still not going away. And it, it, it. <clears throat> Like I think clubs have had terrible owners in the past, got promoted, but then look what happens after that. And it, it, um, I, I, I am. I don't have anything else to add really because like it, it's, it's been done to death. <laughs> um, but I don't know if I, if either of you've got any final uh, comments on it before we. Uh, wait, well, no. <laughs> the only thing I'd, I'd say is that um, we need to kind of. I wouldn't say calm down, but we need to kind of potentially stick together with what's going on internally in the way that this isn't on, um, yeah. whether or not how you want to do it. I found it a little bit disturbing for the first, I tried to steer off a few things and I think that um, Chris has said, like compared to what you see in different areas of social media, um, it doesn't they, they don't look at it, and if they do, they're not bothered. Um, but there's been a few kind of bits of language I've seen where I've just thought, not only is that not helpful, it's quite, it's quite damaging and just quite fucking arsehole-ish. Like, I think everyone needs to potentially take a bit step back and kind of understand that we're all being shafted. Mm. Like, let's try and remember that what we are and it's uh it's a shitty thing to happen and I think the thing I would say about that is don't judge people for whether they want to kind of if they want to get the match get the match if they're different they're different just like kind of everyone have a drink have a chill pill have a glass of wine (laughs) calm your ass down and I think the only other thing I'd say is that the first thing I thought about when I it was more to do with Madrox and I just think Charlie Methven's got to quote Malcolm Tucker, he's got about the same amount of charm as a rotten bear at a graveside. Like he's not a nice person. He's I don't care. Man. He's he's a bad, bad man. Do not accept his bullshit if it eventually comes out. It's got his foster stained fingers all over everything. So I think exactly what Mickey said, like I think there's the no kind of way around it. Whatever kind of comes out, it's out there now. We thought they were kind of lesser involved, and now we know for certain. We don't want them here. Bugger off. Agree. Well, um, yeah, well, thanks for that. And, uh, Chris caught up earlier, uh, not with me, obviously, he doesn't want to speak to me. He uh, caught up with uh, Richard Easterbrook to talk about it, all of this in even more detail for you. So uh, we'll catch you, we'll head over to them now. Thank you very much, Matthew. So I am joined today by a wise men say financial expert, Chris Weatherspoon. Um, we're going to react to to the news um, 
that may have come as a surprise to some, but maybe not to not to many others, that um, Kirill Louis Dreyfus owns just forty one percent of Sunderland AFC, um, with fifty nine percent of the shares retained by Madrox, comprising Stuart Donald, Juan Satori, and everyone's friend Charlie Methvin. So, Chris, you've you've obviously done a lot of uh, a lot of press and a lot of kind of reacting to it over the last forty eight hours. Um, how, how where 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 are you at the moment in terms of of how you're feeling about it? Oh, delighted! Great news, isn't it? <laughs> Our old friends back on the scene, never left, but they're back on the scene. Um, yeah, I mean, just another day of the shit show in it. Um, <laughs> it's it's just a mess, just a complete mess. And the prob- the problem is, I mean, look at like when Carol Louis Jeffers came in a year ago. Um, I would say he got pretty much universal acclaim. A bit like Stuart Donald did, let's be fair. A bit like everyone does because fans want to believe in something. You know, he came in with a universal acclaim. He sat down within a week and referred to asset stripping. Now, they'll probably turn around and say, oh, he wasn't referring to his current business partners because he never named them. But we all know what the implication was, what they were trying to hint at. You know, he sent out like season card renewal packs, talking about a new project and it had his name front and centre and Christian Speaker and none of the Madrox lot were on that. He uh, kicked them off the board. Um, in fairness, he did some, did, continues to do some. Unfortunately, we have lost Chris Weatherspoon. Um, either that or he has been abducted by people in a black car with Madrox written on the side of it. Um, we'll, we'll try to get him back. Are you no, back, Chris? I'm, I'm back. Sorry. Back? Yeah. We, we, we thought the worst had happened. Well, we might, you might have a bit more background noise now because God knows what just happened, but I'm back. Um, yeah, where was I? Just whinging. Yeah, I just think, um, yeah, the, the problem is he came in, he had a lot of support, people trusted it. And the, the problem is now, I mean, the, the club, they might not, but they, if they chose to, the club could probably come out and say, look, we didn't lie. If you look at what we said, uh, we never said he owned over 50%. We were very careful with the word and that. But they know for a fact that we all, they, they, there is no way they can say when they announced the takeover in inverted commas that what they put out and what they'd projected in the weeks and months prior, um, there's no way they can reasonably state that fans were expected to know the makeup of what we now know to be true. Like, like mm. it, it's just... It, it would be a lie to say that. I don't actually think they'll have the goal to do that, but like <laughs> they've, they've misled people again. And the, and the problem with it is, is we, we expected that from the former, but not quite so formal lot. We didn't expect that from the new guy. And I think that for the problem now is, look, there's a, I don't know, it depends on people listen to it. At the time of speaking, there's a red and white army meeting in about five or six hours. First of all, I think, should go. I know they've asked for his attendance. I'm not sure he will turn up. But the problem is, even if he goes, and even if they tell us what we want to hear, how how can we trust them? Like how mm. how are they, like? It's not like the fans haven't. You know, the the thing is, like, you get a lot of criticism for looking into these things, for asking the questions that certain people don't want to be asked. But just because I, I still go to games, you still go to games. The rest of the lads, why don't see The rest of the lad, lads and lasses who've been asking these questions, they go to games. We still support the club, you know. We still put money into the club every season, and you, I don't think anyone could say that 
they haven't been given a fair shake. And unfortunately, it just feels like it's been taken advantage of again. Mm-hmm. It feels like <laughs> it feels like they've seen us coming yet again. And, and the thing is, it's very messy. And we we could be here literally all day talking about it, but it's very hard to know what people's motivations are. Um, like like I say, I mean, there's. I, I've seen like the narrative going around. Oh well, he bought as much as he could. Let, let's remember, these guys were like a couple of weeks away from bust, a couple of months at most. I would have said, why on earth has he has he bought forty one percent of the club, leaving them fifty nine percent and clear influence on what goes on? Like, yeah. I mean, the other, the other thing is, to be honest, the the statement that was in the athletic yesterday and has gone to like the fans collective ahead of this evening, even that was misleading because they've said, I haven't got it next to me, so I can't quote it word for word, but they said along the lines of, we believe it has no impact on the day-to-day operation of the club. Now, how on earth could that be true if, mm. as has also come out in the Athletic this morning, there's a pro-rata funding commitment? Like, if if there's a pro-rata funding commitment, the guy with the most money is, is the guy who has, collectively has to put up less than the other three if, if that makes sense like and we know the other three they don't have the money or are disinclined to put it in so how on earth we can see how it has no impact on the day-to-day workings of the club I, I don't see how that can be true and I think stuff like the pitch stuff like transfers falling over I, I think it's pretty clear that it does have an impact on the day-to-day work mm. so even when they've come clean obviously because they've had no choice but even when they come clean they're still misleading people and if if uh, you know, like Madrox do own fifty nine percent of the. Is that right? Fifty nine, yeah, fifty nine yeah. percent of the club, and they have no, largely have no decision making power. If if they're being told that they have to front up on a pro rata level fifty nine percent for the improvements to to the academy of lights, to the improvements <laughs> to the pitch, you know the 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 contract, the 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 transfer dealings that were done in January, yet they've ceded all control over those decisions. That yeah. that seems that seems like an odd decision. That seems like an odd business right. practice. You're not you're not a slight you're not a silent partner when when as a group you own fifty nine percent. No, and and bear in mind previously they had full control and were disinclined to fund the club to what a lot of people would see as the requisite level. It seems pretty high in the sky to think the arrangement's all fine when they've got more shares, but but it. No control over what happens, and I still mm. expect to put in. It's just, it's just a mess. Look, fans have been misled. Um, I think. Look, I, I, I don't think you can easily lump him in with them. I, I think there's there's orders of magnitude to this, but unfortunately for him, for Kirillov, he he's really, really, really damaged himself here, and he's. There's a lot of people, it's, look, it's hard to tell because online is very different to what people do in person, but there's a lot of anger out there now because people feel like, and again, like I say, the club will deny that they've lied, but people feel like they've been lied to. It doesn't matter, like, whatever woolly word they used, people had an impression that was allowed to be, let's be honest, let's be honest, the club have played their part in ensuring that was the interpretation people had. And now it's not true. And the other, the other ridiculous point is, three months ago they were given the opportunity to get this out and get out in front of it, and they chose not to. So, I suppose the other, the other thing I, we definitely don't have time to go into this is, <laughs> obviously, 
look, a lot of people are now going to say, look, the only way he can make it right is if he buys them out fully. That might well be true, but also as time unfolds and events unfold, there's a lot of reasons now to cast doubt on whether he's the right bloke for it. He's He's got himself into a deal, which is really disadvantageous to him, which which has led to him having to mislead fans. The the, the one thing I was going to ask you, Chris, um, and I'm not, not sure whether you can answer this, this was always going to come out. There's no way they could have covered this up because, as you've said before, there's you can't hide things like percentages. So why have why have they left it go let it go on for a year? Why didn't the front up about this at the start and say, look, this is going to be the structure. This guy's going to be in control as a figurehead of the group, but we're all going to have a say. This isn't a takeover. This is a this is investment. Why why couldn't they be open and honest at the time? And But what what kind of reaction would that have drawn from the fans at the time? Um, that wouldn't well, have that wouldn't have resulted in in what we're having twelve months down the line, which is which is yeah. it feels like another betrayal. Yeah, well, I suppose. Well, again, you know, it's kind of it's representative of what what has happened since Madrox came to the club. They kicked the can down the road in in various activities, various various situations, and. Truthfully, like, look, this is just an interpretation. It's been pretty cynical about it, but you know they put season ticket prices up last year. They got twenty three thousand t- season ticket sales. They, they, they kind of like sold people on this like get back on board with the club thing. On really, they, they benefited from misleading people. And truthfully, I mean, yeah, it was always going to come out. So it seems idiotic to 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 cover it up. Now this is. Okay, somebody might, some people might say this even goes being as far as conspiratorial, but the accounts which should have shown this and should still show this are due out on the 30th of April or due to be filed by the 30th of April. The last game of the regular season is the 30th of April. I don't know that it's a huge jump to say they thought, well, we'll get it out then, but we'll be promoted then and nobody will care. Mm. Like that's a that's supposition, conspiratorial, whatever you want to call it. But knowing the way these people operate, I, I don't, I don't believe that it's that much of a jump. Because, um, like you said, it had to come out. So it seems bonkers to not just get out in front of it. But again, look, look how angry people were last year mm-hmm. when they thought it was a fake over as it became turned. So obviously, that that anger is like amplified tenfold now because people feel betrayed. But at the time, they were probably thinking, "Oh, let's not disclose this one." I, th- I think the other part—it's—it's just a bit, like I said earlier. It's really hard to tell what people's different intentions and where they're like aligned and stuff. Like I was always the, the impression that Kiralujia just saw them at Madrox a lot as a bit nuisance he couldn't get rid of, and that it's probably still elements of that true. But there's also a real concern that actually he's he's on board with some of them. Yeah, uh, it's, it's just really troubling. I think one point, kind of getting away from what we're talking about, but one point to note is, uh, look, it came from there, there was a quote in the athletic this one that came from a spokesman from for Stuart Donald. So probably got to take that with a pinch of salt. But if true, they said that the ownership group, which is another lovely phrase to add to the ones of the last few years, um, had to put eight million quid in over the last year. Now that's in a year where fans flocked back to the game, where we all know that they've like ran a skeleton operation commercially with tickets and the club shop, where until now, 
they've skimped on the pitch. Now, to me, that is well. We knew it anyway, even though they try to tell us otherwise. Look, this, this club can't survive in this division without without assist from above, and it certainly can't survive if fans were to were to turn the backs, which is what a lot of people seem to be suggesting they're going to do now. So they're in a really, really sticky situation. Yeah, I know there's been a lot of talk over the last the last twenty four to forty eight hours about about what kind of action fans can take, and a lot of them are thinking about hitting the club in the pocket. Um, I, I, I personally, I don't. I, while for for my but my opinion is while while Charlie Bethvin is still going to away games, I don't want him to be going to games, and I'm not. I, I feel that he's winning. <laughs> <laughs> like, but on 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 the same on the same side of things, it's it, you know a lot of kind of. A lot of fans who have supported the club through thick and thin, mainly thin, um, ha- are being forced with it with really difficult decision now of whether the you know, especially with the rise of the rise of you know the cost of living that yeah. may- maybe maybe a season ticket in the current climate isn't isn't the right idea, especially with what's been served up over the last forty eight hours. I think I think it's a really difficult choice to make, and it's a really it's a really difficult thing to advocate. Like I could come on here and you come on here, we could say don't go, don't go, but then. As you've just said, and as I feel like, like it would be pretty hypocritical at this stage to say that because I don't know that that I could not go. Look, it's not just about the match. Like, I go with family, see friends, see unfortunately people like you and Matthew and whatever else yeah. after the game. And but you know what I mean? Like, it's not just about that. And they know that they they yeah. they pray on that. That that is why they bought the club. They bought the club because of the potential that the fans offered. Um, so it would. Look, I'm not going to say to anyone they definitely shouldn't go. All I would say is that the way you get these people out is by hitting them in the pocket. Now, look, I imagine there's going to be a lot of discussion around what can be done. There's, I'm pretty sure there's already conversations taking place among fan groups and whatever else about what we can actually do. Um, I think you've got to pitch it in a way that... It, it's got to be a collective thing. If, yeah. if, people, if people just individually go, no, I'm not going back... It's not going to have the force that if thousands of people join together and say, "No, I tell you what, we've we've got we've got our season ticket money here, but you're not getting it until you sell the club to someone befitting owning the club." How you how you work that? I don't know whether it's realistic. I don't know. And obviously, you have to have a willing buyer that people get on board with, whether that's Kiraluji or somebody else. I, I don't know. I think it's really difficult, but I think I think if nothing else, there needs to be something done in in person just just to show displeasure like let's be honest like and i'm as guilty of this as as anyone it's very easy to go online and whinge and twist and get hashtags going or whatever but doesn't really transcend that far outside of outside like the the online bubble outside of twitter we need to do something that shows displeasure in person that that quite frankly embarrasses these people Although I do suspect at least one of them is <laughs> completely above embarrassment. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's very. It's going to be a very interesting time. Um, I'll be honest. This, this Renoir Army meeting tonight. I'm unsure what's going to come out of it. What's worthwhile? Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how they respond. And like I say, I think ideally, Carol Dreyfus will be there because he asked if he wants if he wants to be a successor. He has to fix this, and he has to start today, in my opinion. Yep, fully agree. Well, th- thank you very much, Chris. Um, taking time out of your your busy day of of talking to um lots of different news 
cast are, are, are there still satellite trucks parked outside your house or is that for something no, completely no, different no, no, no. or I've scurried away to work we're in we're in a new office and then um, there's literally nowhere private so i'm just standing outside the freezing cold talking to you which is always a pleasure richard well exactly the, the conversation will warm the cockles but <laughs> thanks thanks for thanks very much for your time chris cheers mate speak soon <laughs> Thanks there to Chris and Richard for their maths. Right. Um, we'll take a break now. And then when we come back, we've got the envious task of previewing a match that everyone's forgotten about as uh, Milton Keynes come to the Stadium of Light. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewellery. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wise Men Say podcast. Liam Manning brings his Milton Keynes Don side to the Stadium of Light on Saturday afternoon. Um, they're in good nick, Milton Keynes. They've only lost one of their last six, drawn the last two um, before, uh, after beating Lincoln, Wickham, and Burton. They're sixth in the form table with 11 points compared to Sunderland's mighty, mighty 20th position in the form table, which is frankly pathetic with our solitary five, solitary, solitary five points. I meant solitary victory. Um, but yeah, good, isn't it? Really? It's all a bit of a mess. Well, as, well, the rele- out of the relegation zone in the form table, so we'll be well, on the way up. This is, <laughs> this is it. This is it in our battle. It was just, well, I think that's more to do, Michael, with uh, results that went our way last night rather than anything that we have done ourselves because we are Pathetic at the moment. Um, Connor Wickham plays for Milton Keynes. That's good, isn't it, really? He's a nice man, is he? I don't know. I have met him. He wasn't one for words. Um, Oh, well. Well, hopefully he's not one for goals because you can see exactly which way this is going, can't you? Um, Absolutely. We've... Yeah, sorry, no, sorry. Oh, no, it's just he's one of those... Like you could go on forever that will stick in your brain for about 25 years where you go, you know what? They didn't fulfill the potential, didn't score enough goals for us and would every time score against yeah. us. But remember when he got the winner for Milton Keynes <laughs> to knock us out of the playoff play. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course, where Dean Lewington, uh, a football league legend, stalwart Dean Lewington plays for Milton Keynes Dons as well. Um, yeah. That's kind of 
It really, I have nothing against Matthew Milton Keelan. Keynes Don, just like the rest. Matthew Keelan Don. <laughs> of course. Um, that's what it actually stands for. There's an it, well, unknown fact. It, it is, isn't it? It is, it is a rather... I don't like the brag about it, but, you know. It's <laughs> <laughs> um, better than my initials. I used to get called MJ in school. Oh, but that was well, before, That was before the troubles. The tr- <laughs> before the issues. Before the um, blatant issues, <laughs> um, well, yeah, but um, right. So, in terms of team news, I, I think I feel we've got our workout preview in this game because everyone's forgotten about it because of all the other yeah. crap that's been going on. But um, Alex Neal's first home game. Yep. Any chance? I hope can we can we bring Hoffman back in? Do you think maybe? Can he? Is he going to be? I'm hoping so. I haven't so. heard. I heard- I heard very, very briefly um, from the rumours from my gym today, oh. which apparently he went to to play a bit of tennis. Oh. Um, they did mention that it was to do with um, like actual illness and that he's feeling better. He's well enough to go and play tennis. So um, well. fingers crossed um, that will be the case. Um, but obviously don't quote us on it. I'm only... I'm only going with the messenger, but yeah, I think that there could be a few changes incoming, um, particularly um, in goal. And I, I still like Hoffman, to be fair. Um, I think he's our best option, certainly. Absolutely. Um, I just worry just, when Patterson's in goal. He just looks terrified. I worry when Sunderland are playing, to be honest. Um, well, I had a lovely yeah. day on Saturday. We decided not to... Just, just follow it on Twitter. We went to the nice pub in Whitburn. Um, oh, it's great. It, it's lovely. I've only I found out today it's South Tyneside Camera Pub of the Year. So yeah, yeah and it's full of dogs. So I would recommend oh. that. That was that was um, my Saturday listening to Sunderland. But um, it seems there's a few kind of nice whispers coming out about even potentially not obviously not this weekend, but. Broadhead going quicker than we thought. Um, But again, I know we've said it a couple of times on the pod that I can't help but look and go, it's the 16th of February. Um, Oh, yeah. Time's ticking over. Well, the season ends in April this year, of course. End of Uh, April, um, yeah. Because of the Loser World Cup next year. I know, absolutely Um, pathetic. Um, So, yeah, my only kind of hope was to go away was to... if we got in the playoff final, so um, I'll be interesting if that were to be a thing. But like Mickey said, so well, we're gonna get in the playoffs first. Is, that's exactly it. Um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm genuinely not holding my breath um, about what that kind of looks like. We'll have to kind of think that that close at the time. But if we continue on like we are, I'm. I'm not holding up much hope. I'm really hoping Alex Neil does bring something a little bit different at the weekend. Um, he has to. He has to kind of try and hit the ground running. But going back on to what Mickey I was saying so. about transfers, um, it's just quite it's quite weird to see that. Obviously, la- the last home game, we had lots and lots of bums on seats purely just because we signed Jermaine Defoe, which is no good, Jermaine Defoe. But in reality, it's not going to do much for us. So... We should wait and see. I'm just looking it's to have really. a pint and, and a laugh. Well, well, same really. Um, just in terms of team news, I'm, I'm not really sure what Alex Neal's going to do. Um, he doesn't have a great deal of options 
certainly defensively. I, I presume Danny Bath might be back if needed. Um, I don't know. But it's only it's only Wednesday, so we don't know any sort of actual team news. Um, and everyone's been talking about other things. Yeah, everyone's been talking about other yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think people really, are bothered. Mm, weirdly enough, but yeah, there's lots of people I've seen where they are pretty just apathetic to it. Kind of, kind of be choose, but it's well, different on the yeah. days, isn't it? By the time you you get up and do you, think you might start. Do you think you it. might start the fall? No. No, I don't no. either. Mix back. I can't see it. Well, we have one positive, <gasps> or just, is it? Well, just we do, we do, we are having lots of technical issues. I believe is <laughs> quite apparent. There's weavings um, all so for everywhere probably, across Sunderland. Yeah, everything's everything's gone wrong. <laughs> I think everyone's Wi-Fi has been blown away. Um, but I think we're just talking about the team, Michael. But we'll let's just do some predictions instead, shall we? Everyone's <laughs> talking about everything else, so. Um, Michael, you're back. Let's do a prediction. Um, I'm actually going to kind of just be a bit of a hypocrite. I'm a bit like um, a slightly less extreme version of Jim in terms of positivity. Um, wow. I don't like predict. I just I find it very difficult to predict Sunderland defeats at this level, like regardless mm. of how bad we're playing. I think Phil Parkinson's the only real era like where I thought we're just not <laughs> going to win today. But you all know my views on him. Um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I think we'll win. Um, I think we'll win two-one. Um, I just think. Despite everything, I think this will be the game because Sunderland the do. I think, don't they? When you've just about completely given up on them and them doing anything, we'll draw you back in. They'll get that win. We'll play quite well. Like some of Neil's ideals will translate across, and you'll come away thinking, like, actually, like we could have like, a good chance of um, scraping the playoffs before it all goes wrong again. But I think that's <laughs> yeah. a depressing thing in itself. We've gone from now between now and the end of the season, the goal is to secure playoffs when we oh, were top yeah. of the league just over a month 100%. ago. And, and, and that's a very grim state of affairs to be. We're just in this purgatory between now and the end of the season. It is. It certainly is. Uh, goal scorers, Michael? Um, I'm going to go for um, Jack Clark's going to get his um, first for the club. And, um, oh, go on, I'm just going to be, um, I'm going to be a bit romantic with a Jermaine Defoe off the bench. Oh, nice, the nice. A winner, yeah, agree. Well, I don't agree, but yeah. Um, <laughs> Mel- Melissa, prediction? Um, I think we're the most juxtaposition club in the world. So when we're doing good, we'll be shit. When we're doing, when everything's going to shit, we'll be good. Similar. So I think we're going to win 3-1. <laughs> I'm not normally this positive. Wow. Um, and I think as well, it'll be Rossbert, Rossbert and Romanticism will Jermaine Defoe off the bench and we'll all be happy and merry again I hope so until the next that would be nice wouldn't it Um, I don't think that will happen I think we'll lose Um, (laughs) 2-1 just because I do because I think we're crap and I think everything's just gone wrong and that's not a slight on Alex Neil. I think he'll do well largely over time but I think we're just an S at the minute and I think MK Dan's are pretty good so I think we'll lose uh, with a Jermaine Defoe consolation. Right. Oh, I do have a story. Tom's not here, but I do have uh, something to finish on. We were talking about build your own car <laughs> magazines, collection magazines. I have a nice story. Chris Bailey tweeted uh, earlier saying he had 
um, he has a story about collectible magazines. So there's an Aston Martin car, which looks like the James Bond one, which he bought when his dad uh, was ill. And when his dad passed away, he kept the subscription up and completed the car. And he's built it in a, a, a... He said he hasn't done a very good job of it. But I think that's great. So that's a nice thing, isn't it? That's a, a nice story. Pretty wonderful. And, uh, so that's a, and I so basically that's the only non-loser collector build magazine story I've heard. So well done, Chris. Um, thanks to other Chris for doing maths as well. Um, right. Sorry for the technical difficulties about that. It's the storm, whatever it's called, is just causing havoc. You but um, yeah, all Donald or whoever, Stuart Donald. Caught and storm, Methven and Donald uh, causing absolute chaos. Um, but all that's left for us to try and say is uh, thanks very much for listening. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.